Hey there, fellow watchers. It's that time of the week again. Born to watch. In the 80s, the movie franchise really took off, and since then, there's been some awesome ones, and there's also been some pretty shit ones. By the end of this episode, we may just have answered where we think on which side of the fence Mission Impossible sits. Now, Dan's not a fan of the blockbuster, and that's exactly what this movie is. It stars the biggest movie star on the planet. It had 3,000 setups, 13 helicopters, six pregnancies, all different women, five hiatuses, four weeks of aerial photography, three continents, two winters, and one broken ankle. It is, of course, Missing Impossible Fallout. And we're covering this as the latest episode of the franchise Dead Reckoning Part 1, the seventh in this franchise was released on the weekend just past. Now let's meet my fellow apostles. Back from a sabbatical, Dan from the land. How are you, mate? Boys, good to be back. It feels like forever, ever. What, what movies have you been doing when I'm away? Mate, we did Back to the Future. Oh, sick. Yeah, it was very good. Damo and I did a, uh, what did we do? We did Indy? We did Indiana Jones, uh, instant reaction. Oh, yeah, oh, you did. Yeah, you went and saw the new one. I heard it's a bit, uh, bit turdy. What did What do you guys think? Look, yep, yeah, it's not great. Yeah, right. Yeah. That's a shame. But uh, we did, we, I guess I we did wedding crashes. Oh, that movie's sick. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Three point five stage five clingers. We gave that one. So you did Indiana Jones, you did Back to the Future, and you did Wedding Crashes, and then you invited me back for. Mission Impossible <laughs> Fallout. Yeah, we also did Ocean's Eleven. Right, also a sick movie. So, yeah. uh, okay, we'll get into this pod. But uh, <laughs> F which you can probably hear by the tone of my voice that uh, it was a bit of a Stay. hard landing for me to uh, to come back. But I, boys, I have been away. I've, I've just been in Birmingham in the UK with work. And I worked out, I've done 61 hours of flying, fl- actual flight time in the last month. And in that time, I watched two movies. Yeah. Mate, you've got to get better at this. Two movies. So the movies were Friday Night Lights, which I would suggest we do on this uh, Born to Watch, but unfortunately we just did Remember the Titans, so we probably should stick away from high school NFL gridiron movies for a while. And the other movie, of course, would you like to pick what the other movie I watched was? I know what it was. <laughs> and I think I did <laughs> guess it when you did ask me this question. It was Lost in Translation. That is correct. 61 hours in the air and I watched Friday Night Lights and Lost in Translation. So I, I'm i thinking that it's almost time for a breakaway podcast for the discerning <laughs> viewer slash listener i think that probably strangles i reckon i could take him with me you so could be me, me and strangles could start off uh the the new what would we call it born insomniacs insomniacs born born to never sleep uh, born to sleep born, born to sleep born to be sixes um yeah so i look I'm, I'm definitely after coming back to the fry pan in the face was uh, can you please watch mission impossible fallout I'm definitely ready for Born to Art House, working title only. <laughs> Can't wait for that one. Can't wait for the solo. We're still waiting for the Fast Times at Ridgemont High solo pod. Oh, right there. look, I, I, if you guys, have, you guys have been freestyling a bit with instant reactions, I, I'm going to commit to it this year. I will deliver the solo Fast Times at Ridgemont High pod in 2023. You heard it there, fellow F-wits. I will commit and get it done. I was talking to our fellow panellist, 
before the show, I was very close this week to doing the first solo pod for Born to Watch. Because I did. Which, uh, uh, what, I, what did you want to do? I did go and see Dead Reckoning, Mission Impossible, Dead oh, Reckoning Part One okay. on the weekend. Yep. And I thought, could I do a solo pod? I'm not sure if I'm up to it. I'd be interested to hear what the uh, fan base has to say, whether they could handle sitting through 30 minutes of my drivel. Damo, and they I may just convince you, me. I would have thought you would have been an early adopter for this dead reckoning bollocks. How come I'll get you haven't it. seen it yet? Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't. No. Oh, look, and that voice. Yes. The timber. It's unmistakable. Mm. Damo, how are you, mate? I'm good. It's um huge night. Obviously, it is a huge night. big um, milestone. Now, it, like last week, I did get caught out because it was my 16th episode. But then we sneakily put in the Indiana Jones, we so did. that was my 17th. Which means tonight is my 18th, and in honour of Dennis Booker being in 18 episodes of 21 Jump Street, played by Richard Greco, <laughs> I'm celebrating my Greco anniversary. And so, what oh, I've done yes. is I've um, brought in a cake, a Richard Greco cake. It's in his face. It's in his image. So I'm, I'm you know that I dabble a bit in art and that sort of thing. Mate, you're extremely arty. That's right. I'm a bit arty. So anyway, I thought I would put my skills to the test. Now, I've got it on the chair. Now, why do you have not seen this, Morgs? I might try and get you to see it too. But this is in the image of Richard Greco, the Richard Greco cake for my Greco-versary. <laughs> I've gone full-blown muttly. Hey? Uh, mate, how accurate is that? I cannot, mate. How did you do that? It just it's, it's, it's a three, it's a three, it's a three D rendering. See if you can show more. Well, hang on, Morgs. We'll see if you can see this, mate. Hang on. Yeah, it's, uh, hold it up. Um, oh, look. I'm just looking at Richard Greco now. Yeah, and he's yeah. got it. He's got to do very similar to mine, and he does run the flat brim as well. So. A fellow six C by the look of it, but that cake is outstanding, Damo. That's well right. Played. Yeah. Oh, and look, happy with us. Greekiversary. Happy yeah. Greekiversary. Thank you. You know, just bear um, with us. Bear with us, watchers, as we just commit out. this to celluloid. If I could actually get it on photo, I'm going to do a Greco face. Are you going to put it on the Insta Talk? I, b- I believe we've been blowing up on the uh, on the socials. Yeah, that'll go. That'll be on uh, Instagram. For sure, we've uh, we've gone quite well on Instagram, and we've almost doubled our followers in the last month on Instagram. We're nearly at three thousand now, which is nice. Thousands. And does that uh, mean about... uh, soon and we'll be we... getting a retainer? <laughs> oh, That's for the Possibly. love. But what about um some cake baking competitions or something? Is we'll we'd have love to check it out. Maybe we'll enter this. But also, we'll the what we'd love to see maybe on the socials is if if any of the watchers want to you know bake some demo cakes and yeah. And, with a face on it, with a face on with it, that and sort of skill. We can put the photos up on the on the Watchers Unite side or on, yep. on the on the Instagram. We can do that. How good would that be? It is. Yeah. So I'll let you. I'll let the uh, the staff here tomorrow enjoy It'll the rigid deva- Greco cake. It will be devoured, yep. just like Greco was in the eighties. Yep, devoured. Okay, overs and unders. This movie came out in two thousand and eighteen, so it's only five years old. I'm going to set the over and unders at seven. And I'm fairly certain that what the answers are going to be here. We're going to start with you up there on the land, Dan. Over and under seven for Mission Impossible Fallout. So I got up at quarter to five this morning and <laughs> got onto Plex and begrudgingly watched Mission Impossible Fallout for the very first time. Wow. Okay. I got my home, got my homework done before the kids had to get up and go to school, which uh, I'm an interested observer when all that happens, but I still have to be in the like near vicinity. But uh, yeah, so it's uh, well under for me. 
Okay, fair enough. And you, Damo? Yeah, well, much more than old Greenhorn, Greenhorn Morgs there. I'm on two. <laughs> okay. But I did get them mixed up a bit because I've watched the one in Dubai uh, and in Russia, that yes. one there, which I think is number four. Yeah, that's Ghost Protocol. Yeah, yeah it was, that's the one where Jeremy Renner first comes in. Yes. Now, that's the one I've watched a few times. And, yeah, so I, I – and the other one that came after that, Rogue Nation, I think I've only seen once. So, yeah, would have been hard – for you, Morgs, because you wouldn't have known who um, a few of the people were in the show. Because well, of- that, you would think so, Dama, but thank you, thankfully every character in the movie managed to do about seven pages of exposition <laughs> in, between, of- in between stunts. Well, so I, I was caught up to speed reasonably yeah. quickly. Yeah, uh, Angela Bassett and Henry Cavill especially wanted yeah. to tell me the intricacies of the plot and who was who every, uh, every in between Tom Cruise flexing his stunt muscles. So, yeah, no, no <laughs> what, you'd be surprised what I was able to discern from, yep. uh, from this amazing movie. You are smarter than the average movie uh, watcher, though, Dan, so... You pick up a bit of stuff that most people uh, wouldn't. Yeah, it was it was subtle, I must say. And yeah. the, the way I like to remember them, Damo, is this is the one where they use the not tired plot device of making a face out of Play-Doh of someone's head and uh, using <laughs> oh, that to foil the fucking crime like like Scooby-Doo. So, yeah, that, that, that's, <laughs> that's how I keep kids. track of yep. them. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Excellent. Okay, well, I am overs. I'm probably sitting at about 10, mm-hmm. I think, for this movie. I really like this movie. This is I, I think this is a really good action movie. It's pretty full on. Yeah, I I, I really enjoyed it. It's uh, it's a little bit shorter than the latest one. The latest one goes for nearly three hours. Oh wow. my god! Yeah, and I got to say, even though it didn't drag, it didn't felt like it dragged in the movie when I was watching it. It's probably too. It's probably it's, too long. Yeah, I reckon. I think yeah, this is I... this is two hours twenty three, and I think it's about the right length for this movie. Yes, it is still pretty long, but I, I, I found myself yeah engaged the whole time. Well, the much. stunt that you could take, I guess, if you took two minutes off every stunt scene, well, it's the, down the, the running end. scene that went for fifteen minutes. Yeah, it's it's two hours he and a quarter. He loves a run. Yeah. He loves I'm a running, run. And I'll get to, so. I'll get to. There's, there's no better. It's this is it. This is the movie that says there is no better movie runner than Tom Cruise. Yeah, I yeah. Agree. He's disagree. incredible. Yeah. It used to be Mel Gibson, but Tom Cruise has destroyed him. Yeah. He runs fast and he looks good. And doing he's got it. a long stride. He's got a long stride. My, my stride's I about I don't a know foot you, nowadays. I don't know if yeah. you picked up on it, but just on on his running, they there was a, they cut to a scene at the end of the movie where they're trying to disarm the seventeen bombs or blah blah blah. And, two bombs, um, Dan. Two actually, bombs. It actually has the rest of the cast running and. Christopher McQuarrie actually blurs it out because they're, they're, they're a bit crazy legs and uh, especially <laughs> right. Rebecca Ferguson. So I was yeah. hacking at that because I thought you know, you've got Tom Cruise is literally lit up Carl Lewis, and uh, yeah. a, a spotlight from God to make sure that Carl Lewis is captured and the rest of them get a heavy vaso on the lens to make from the long lens. So, <laughs> Okay, let's listen to the trailer. accept it. I wonder, did you ever choose not to? The end you always feared is coming. And the blood will be on your hands. The fallout of all your good intentions. 
You had a terrible choice to make in Berlin. One life over millions. And now the world is at risk. This is the CIA's mission. If he had held on to the plutonium, we wouldn't be having this conversation. His team would be dead. Yes, they would. That's the job. understand what you're involved in. You need to walk away. Please don't make me go through you. How many times has Hunt's government betrayed him, disavowed him, cast him aside? How long before a man like that has had enough? Best not to look. Look, Tom Cruise, I tell you what, he can make a movie and he can definitely make a fucking trailer. Mm-hmm. It's uh that really gets the blood pumping. <laughs> now, Damo, why don't you tell us about Mission Impossible Fallout? Right, okay. So Ethan Hunt and the IMF team joined forces with CIA assassin August Walker to prevent a disaster of epic proportions. Arms dealer John Lark and a group of terrorists known as the Apostles plan to use three plutonium cores for a simultaneous nuclear attack on the Vatican, Jerusalem and Mecca in Saudi Arabia. When the weapons go missing, Ethan and, the, and his crew find themselves in a desperate race against time to prevent them from falling into the wrong hands. Yeah, it's it's essentially cut and paste. It's essentially a cut and paste plot of all the Mission Impossible movies. Yes. There's the MacGuffin. This time the MacGuffin is oh, the bomb. plutonium. Yeah, yeah. Indy the MacGuffin was. The dial of Archimedes destiny. dial. Yep. There's a definite MacGuffin in all of these. Okay, a critical thinking. IMDb has this movie rated 7.7 out of 10. Mm-hmm. Now, Rotten Tomatoes has this certified fresh 97% on the tomato meter with an 88% audience score. Okay, people like it. People do like it. And in fact, uh, I think the critics like it more than the audience from what I can discern from that. Mm-hmm. Couple of reviews, a good one. Louise Rugendyke. Of the Sydney Morning Herald. Love the dyke. Yes, she might be. Cruz will never win an Oscar for playing Hunt, but what he does in Mission Impossible Fallout is surely at least as taxing as, say, Leonardo DiCaprio's role in The Revenant with the added obligation of making it look fun. Does he make it look fun? I suppose. Maybe. I don't know. He doesn't look like he's having much fun at the end there. (laughs) Hanging off a helicopter and... (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Oh, no, I, I, I actually don't disagree with that. I think 
tonally, they definitely keep the same tone throughout. I think I've seen the first one of these and maybe the second and then and then this one. I haven't seen any of your Ghost Protocols or, or Dog and Bollocks or any of the, the, the subsequent Not ones. Dog and Not a good one. But, yes, but I, I do. I think Tom, and it's hard because he is a bit of a weird fucker. But I think he does get the tone right throughout, from what I can, uh, what I can see. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, the bad one, Richard Brody, the New Yorker. The problem with constructing a movie as one long making of sequence is that if it's a movie as inert as this one, it doesn't so much answer the question: How was it made? As pose another one, altogether. Why? I have no idea what he said. Mm. <laughs> well, I, word I, I don't think, I don't think this movie's inert. I think it's, I wouldn't call it inert. No. Well, I don't know. Well, there's plenty of shit going on. <laughs> plenty of action. It was just, yeah, okay, no, it was just. What do you think, Dan? This is the. I thought you'd be all over a bad review here. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with Old Mate at the New York. I sorry, I don't agree with Old Mate at the New Yorker. I think that's probably the the pretty far from what the movie is. I think I guess he's talking about the plot, which it could be argued is fairly pedestrian. But no, I I, I certainly wouldn't uh, describe it as inert. So he can go fuck himself. Yeah, I agree. Fuck mm-hmm. off, fuck off, Richard Brody. Yeah, Broadster. Okay, ordinary people, and I am taking the lead today because so where's the, the G? The G is oh, in G- Shanghai or something, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's uh, he's looking at some uh, some eastern opportunities for Born to Watch. Oh, oh, is we're, he? We're is trying he, to go global. Is he yeah. doing a um a morgues? Is he doing he's, a WatchCon he in he's China? Do, he's there. Are we on their Insta? We vibe or we vibe or something? Yeah, what's, what's no, we we can't get in. They won't allow us in. We've been censored uh, out of China. Right. But he's trying. He's actually he's dealing. Here. Yeah. He's dealing with the uh with with them over there, and he's trying to get us back in. Good. Yeah. So anyway, all right, we're going to start with uh, obviously Tom Cruise, but we've done Tom before with Maverick. So what I thought we'd touch on, we'd touch on his relationship with Tom Cruise and Christopher McQuarrie. Now they've done nine movies together. Nine? In, in different. So it started in 2008 with Valkyrie where yep. McQuarrie was the writer. That's yep. about the uh, attempted Germans. assassination on, on yep. uh, Hitler, Hitler, which is yep. it's a pretty good movie. Then they went, they, in 2012, uh, they did Jack Reacher where – Macquarie was the director. He also the writer of right. the first Jack Reacher. It was a good movie. Great movie. Good movie. Really like that movie. What are your thoughts on Cruz's Reacher though? Oh, he's not that big tall guy, yeah. but he was he was great in it. I suppose I think he wanted to do like a a Jane, um what's his name um Jason Bourne style mm. sort of show where he gets to sort of beat people up. Amazingly, God, he was a good fighter in it. He's a good fighter. Yeah, but um, I I really like that. Um, the first movie's great. Second yeah, one the is not as awesome. good. But the, and it just plays out so well and the clues just line up yeah. and the, you know, the, sh- the, the the bullets and the way that they, you know, follow the evidence. I thought it was a really bloody good movie. Yeah, it is good. It is good. We, uh, we've 20- talked about this off air because we're dorks and we actually talk like we're on the podcast when we're not recording it. And <laughs> Sometimes. We, got, we, we came up with um, the view demo that it, it was fine, Tom Cruise's, Part in the in the two Richard movies until the TV series came out when they actually right, had got the big unit. a ginormous unit that yeah. that is lifted from the the pages of the of the novels which Gal loves because we all know he loves hard books about hard, hard books, men, yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was that was when it, it was kind of the pull focus away from from Tom Cruise into how the guy should look as mm. written, and uh, I think that probably uh, diluted the performance somewhat. Yeah, yeah, I think the new guy is uh, excellent. I think he's very, very, very good as uh, a Reacher. Yeah, very good. 
Okay, we move into a very underrated movie, 2014's Edge of Tomorrow. Just uh, one of one of the best movies. Mate, it is, it is so good. I watched it actually probably about a month ago again for the umpteenth time. I'll be overs on that when we do Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, yeah, I just want to check. I, I, Macquarie, it might even be in my top ten maybe. Yeah, I, it's so good. Macquarie wrote the screenplay for that. Uh, was That was a script that had sort of done the rounds a bit, but very, very good. You seen Edge of Tomorrow, Mort? Love it. You actually, yeah. you, uh, you, you, you've stolen my thunder, but I had that as what to watch uh, at the end. It's yeah. uh, definitely a favourite of mine as well. I'm not a huge blockbuster guy, but I've seen that multiple times and really dig it. And actually going to look at it, in, you mentioned Chris McQuarrie. He, he does span a lot of Tom Cruise's career, strangely enough. So in film school for F-Wits this week, uh, I'm going to take a look at the Tom, the very different Tom Cruises from Tom Cruise from the 80s, Tom Cruise from the 90s, Tom Cruise from the noughties, Tom Cruise from the tens, and then Tom Cruise from the twenties. And then, as the kids like to do on the Insta Talk, we're going to give him a smash or pass based on his performances in those uh, those years. So I nice. I, I believe it. I'm a, I'm a smash when you put me up on the TikTok. So uh, oh, Damo's well, a smash, Whitey's gonna... a smash, and the odd the odd C's a pass. So um, <laughs> which is unlike nineties guy, of course, who smashed them all. So yeah. yeah. Okay, 2015, 2015 is Rogue Nation. Yep. So the first of the Mission Impossibles that they, they worked together with. He Wasn't directed, that a doozy? It is very good. He uh, Macquarie directed and wrote the screenplay. Then uh, 2016 is Never Go Back, Jack Reacher 2, yeah. uh, where he was a producer. Macquarie was a producer. So it's now we're seeing this, that it's the Cruise Macquarie show, yeah, where Cruise tends to find guys that he sticks with. Yeah, it's, it's almost it's like, like Christopher Nolan, the same thing. Definitely, yeah. definitely like Christopher Nolan. So Chris, Christopher McQuarrie, though, didn't start off as a blockbuster guy. So no. he, he was responsible for Usual Suspects. So he was. There's, he's definitely got a, a huge amount of screenwriting chops, but he's kind of found his niche in Tom Cruise world where yeah. everything has to be bigger. And, uh, yeah, it's quite uh, quite an interesting leap. Yeah, and, and look, I agree. But 2017 – the Mummy, which is the real <laughs> first dud. It's yeah. it's a bad movie. And, and I think this was the time when I think Tom Cruise dabbled too much in the whole production of it. And this actually killed the Universal Monsters reboot where it was mm. going to have Dracula and Frankenstein. The Wolfman and, yeah. and Frankenstein. Uh, he wrote the screenplay for that. Best forgotten. It is shocking. Then there's 2018 with this fallout where Macquarie directed and wrote this. Then in 2022... Top Gun Maverick. Yep, killed it there. Macquarie writes the screenplay. Yep. Uh, and then you know, we've now got 2023 with Dead Reckoning where he direct, directed it and wrote it. So these two guys, nine movies together in the span of 15 years, it's almost every movie that the Cruz has made in that time has been a partnership with Macquarie in some way. Yep. So pretty powerful. We all know Tom Cruise. He's a freak. Could be the biggest star. We're going to ask that question a bit later on. Okay, Ving Rhames. Okay. We know him all from Pulp Fiction as Marcellus Wallace in in uh in 1994. Great movie. Will be covered definitely here on on Born to Watch. He's he's the only character apart from Tom Cruise to be in every Mission Impossible movie. So oh, he's right. in all seven of them. But a favorite of mine, Ving Rhames, and look, he's a bit of a jobber, old Ving. Yeah. But 20 and I have mentioned this before on the podcast. 2002's Undisputed, where he plays the heavyweight champ George Iceman Chambers, who gets sent to jail. Oh, really? And he has to fight. Wesley yeah, Snipes. About this. I still haven't Mate, seen this. Yeah, you need to yeah, watch you it. Keep, you, you need to watch it. Undisputed this. is so good. 
Undisputed One, Undisputed Two's oh, got shit, Malcolm Jai White in it. It's oh, mate, yeah. there's about five of them. Oh, right. But it's it's about the underground and and of of prison boxing. And Wesley Snipes, the prison champ, and he takes on uh Bing Rames right. as the as the heavyweight champ. It's really good. Okay. It's really good. So like Bing into, Rames. into prisons. No, same prison. So, oh, same prison. Yeah, same right. prison. Ving, Ving Rames for me, and and something that I realised again watching this movie for the first time, he ha, I, I, he has more surface area on his nose than I do. Mm, it's a fair conk, mate. It's, it's it's not it's not as it doesn't protrude as much as mine does, but the sheer volume it takes up of his face is mm. extremely impressive. Cubic, cubic I've, cubic. I've got something like that area. in Good, the Bad, the Ugly. Yeah. Right. yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll slide into Simon Pegg. Yep. Okay, made his name in. Obviously, he was it was first in the TV show Spaced, which is really really funny, uh, British TV show. But the Cornetto trilogy, Shaun of the Dead, Hot yeah. Fuzz, yeah. The World's End. Yeah. The World's End's okay. Yeah. But yeah, Shaun of the Dead. It's the, it's the weaker of those three for sure. Yeah. yeah. Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz are mm. quality. Yeah, really really good. Brilliant. Brilliant. But one of my all-time favourite Simon Peggs is Paul, 2011's Paul. Oh, the alien. Very yeah, good. Yeah, where it's Very got good. Seth Rogen as the alien. Yeah. Hilarious. Really, really funny. He's also in the Star Trek reboot. He's in He's mm-hmm. in a heap of stuff yep. now. And he's he's been in, um, since Mission Impossible 3, he's been a member of the Impossible Mission no. Force he speaks, He's team. a big star. Speaks very highly of Tom Cruise. Yes. Yeah, I Which think everyone, is, but most people do that work with him. They seem to. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, he's very odd, and Simon Pegg is is fairly grounded. I think you mm. would say so. It's an odd odd pairing, but uh, yeah, he raves about Tommy Cruise. So who am I to debunk that? Good well, work, this is Simon it. Pegg. Mm-hmm. Mm. This is it. Okay, Henry Cavill, who plays August Walker, uh, English born, mm-hmm. Superman, yes. Man of Steel, Justice League, Batman v Superman. Uh, he's been brushed now as Superman in the new James Gunn DC reboot. Yep. Uh, he's also in The Man from Uncle, where he stars with the cannibal, whatever his name is. Um, what his name is? Good looking guy. Play the Lone Arnie Ranger. Hammer. Arnie Hammer. Arnie Hammer. Army Hammer. Mm. Oh, right. Yeah. Is he a cannibal? Yeah, he's a cannibal. He's got done for being a cannibal. Deadly he... serious. I'm being deadly serious. Oh, good on him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> he's uh, <laughs> he, he was a big fan of Songs of the Lambs as a kid. Yeah, it just took it one the, step yeah, too far. Fava beans and who do you reckon he'd, he'd he'd eat out of the four of us? Oh, it'd have to be the big show. It'd have to be wide. Oh, there's plenty to go around. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be a bit you'd be a bit stringy. Damo yeah, would be yeah. a little bit stringy. Morgs tastes rangy. like an ibis. <laughs> <laughs> big chicken. <laughs> uh, lookalikes. Yeah. Lookalikes. <laughs> Well, I got, I got to say, I reckon at some stage all of us has eaten some ibis. At, yeah, we've been to a chicken, a Chinese restaurant for sure. Yeah. Well, what was it in Anchorman Two where he had bat as the chicken oh, in the um in the chicken? He said, "And what, you know what I called a bat is chicken of the cave." <laughs> so maybe ibis is chicken of the bin. Chicken of the bin, <laughs> yeah. as in bin chicken. Excellent, excellent. Okay, Rebecca Ferguson, who plays Ilsa Faust. I've got a bit of Rebecca is it Ferguson. Ilsa? Is it Ilsa or Isla? What is it? It's Ilsa. It was Ilsa, it's Ilsa Faust. Yeah, okay. Uh, she's Swedish. Is she? She's born Swedish. You would not know that at all. She was in The White Queen. She's been a lot of uh, Danish Greatest stuff. Showman. Greatest, Greatest Showman. Greatest Showman. She singer. plays Jenny Lind. Uh, she doesn't actually sing the song. She doesn't. It's not actually her voice that sings that song. Uh, she's actually, uh, she's in June, Lady Jessica Atreides. Yep. She's good in June. Dr. Sleep. She plays Rose the Hat in Dr. Sleep, which is the sequel to The Shiny. Have you seen that, Dan? Oh, wow. I haven't, no. 
Sequel to, to The Shining. It. To The Shining. Yeah, yeah see, it's, it was a book written. Uh, Stephen King wrote a book, Dr. Sleep. Yeah. should watch it. It's got uh, yeah, yeah. Ewan we'll McGregor's in it. He plays the kid. He plays Can you the, remember uh, to send me these? Because like you go, watch yeah. Undisputed, and then it falls out of my stupid brain. Yeah, okay. so. Well, Doctor Sleep is well mm. worth a watch, and, and I've actually got the director's cut, which is about 45 minutes longer. Excellent. It's very good. Uh, obviously, she's in Rogue Nation, Fallout, and Dead Reckoning. She's obviously. excellent. She's yep. she's so beautiful. Yeah, she's a good sort. Great sort. So Great sort. Okay, I love June, and I'm very excited yeah. for June too. and I That's going to be good. Bar up over blockbusters. Okay, but I'm, here's, here's uh, I'm a thing. Excited. Here's a yeah. thing, Dan. I think the four of us need to go to the opening night of June. Mm. When is it coming out? Comes out later in the year. Oh, well, yeah, I'd be down for we'll, that. We'll about all, November or something? Is it? It's later it? in the year. We'll all go together. We come back and we do and we do the we do instant yep. reaction. Yep. Okay. Can we um, be a good invite one. invite some of the fans of Born to Watch as well? Maybe we can get, get them finger, to come along. Bosch. Yeah, Definitely, yeah, they can come along. Definitely, they can come along, and if that suits floats your boat, Dan, go for it. <laughs> oh, I've got to say on that, on that, I before I get to the the rest of the cast, shout out here to Shun, Sunny Payne because we went and saw Dead Reckoning on Saturday, Megan and I, mm. and it was a two ten in the afternoon uh, session. It was a pretty packed cinema; it was about eighty percent full, which was great, way better than indie. Yeah, like, indie there was thirty seven people in the cinema. Yeah. Uh, this was like. 200 people in the cinema at 2.10 in the afternoon. Behind me in the seats behind me were oh, three right. kids. Yep. There was a boy and a girl who were about 14, and I was obviously they were, they were boyfriend, girlfriend, and they were sitting in the one seat. They did not stop talking oh, from the minute they sat down. Oh, shit. They kept talking, and, and I reckon I let it go for 40 minutes. And then, and then anyway, Megan leaned over to me and goes, oh, are they, are you, is the back of your seat being kicked? I go, no. Nah. I go, but they, they wish they'd shut the fuck up. <laughs> right? So then she sort of laughed and then a minute later, Megan they kicked Megan's thing and she, Megan sort of turned around and looked at them and then I turned around and they made a face at her. So I stuck my head between the chairs <laughs> and I said, hey, you two, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and then I turned around and watched the other two hours of the movie in silence. Oh my God. I mean, see, see, you delay. You went to DefCon five, like late. Yeah. Sonny would have been at DefCon five after minute five one. seconds. No, minute yeah. one. Yeah. Minute yeah. one. It would have been. And, and you know, I was actually sitting there going, "Fuck! I wish Sonny was here with me." Yeah, he doesn't right. stand for that. Does I wouldn't have. Him. I wouldn't have had to deal no. with it. So anyway, that's my little story about Dead Reckoning. Rest of the cast, we'll just we'll flick through them. Sean Harris plays Solomon Lane. He was so also Sean, in Sean Harris. I'm sorry, yes. you, I'm sure you're about to say this, but 24 Hour Party People is actually one of my favourite kind of indie flicks, and he played the lead singer of um, the band <laughs> that morphed into Joy Division. Dylan. Joy Division. He played oh, the lead singer okay. who, who ultimately kills himself, but he was excellent as that. And I haven't seen him in anything. He's in Harry Joy. Brown. Until four forty-five a.m. this morning, so yeah. uh, that was uh, yeah. that was good. He's in Harry Brown. Harry Brown, right. I like Harry Brown. Yeah. yeah, great movie. He plays the uh, the the drugged out guy that is the king drug dealer. He's right. Okay, so unattractive. Yeah, he's got a he's got an evil face. I like. Yeah, him. he does. He's evil. Uh, Angela Bassett plays Erica Sloan. Vanessa Kirby, the White Widow, uh, she's gorgeous. Mm. Uh, Alec Baldwin, he's always amazing in every movie that he's in as Alan Huntley. Michelle Monaghan as Ethan Hunt's ex-wife, as you would know, Dan, from watching them all. Oh, as yeah, that Julia. Was obvious. Five minutes, though. Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Wes Bentley, uh, fresh off Yellowstone Ranch. Can we talk Eric. about Wes Bentley now? Sure, go for it. 
I felt that Wes Bentley was being set up as a bad guy. So at did the I. End. Yeah, but then the they doctor. cut it. They cut it out. They, they realised it was too long and didn't bother with him. There was one scene where he kind of did a smell the fart. Mm, I might be a bit evil. Uh, I picked it, that up get, too. Yeah, yep. and you know, oh, I, exactly. whenever, I actually think he knew there was more to Ethan than what they were talking about. That was it. Okay, that so was. So I, I, I never got the bad guy vibe. I just got the he wasn't falling for the bullshit. Yeah, yeah. which is why I will let you. Uh, why would you put a known actor in that role with literally nothing to do? Yeah, I agree. Is this before this is before Yellowstone? This is before Yellowstone. So yeah. Wes Bentley had done was had really done nothing. Plays a very odd part. Yep. Played a very but you know what? He got the job in Yellowstone probably from this movie and oh, there you he's, go. He's definitely a a, a little rat boy in, uh, yeah. in Yellowstone. Oh, so yeah, that'd be plays. tough. Okay, the budget of this, $178 million, yeah. with a worldwide box office of $786,626,183. Now, only $220 million of that was in the US and Canada. Oh, wow. Over 560000 was from the rest of the world. Yeah. Which is, I find that to be a bit weird. Yeah, the world loves it. That's probably why he's doing this massive tour now. Like, he's in Australia. Yeah. Like he he gets out and about because obviously he's a man of the people. Yeah, but that's but if the biggest market is outside of the states, you got to get out and about. Then is he selling tickets on the spaceship? Yeah, on SpaceX. (laughs) Well, L. Ron Hubbard spaceship. Yeah, no, yeah, I think he. But there's a movie or something he's working. He's doing a space movie. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. that's his next one. Okay, hit sleeper or dud, 2018 edition. It's hard to go past this movie as the hit, but I'm just going to go straight to the top, Avengers Infinity War. Dan, you would love this. I didn't mind it. As far as if you had to force me to watch a Marvel movie, I, I'd probably – wait, is, this, is Infinity War one of the last two or was that yes. before the last two? so it's two? Infinity War and then Endgame are the two. Yeah, brilliant. No, I didn't, yeah. I didn't, mind, uh, didn't mind both of those, so I, I haven't seen them again. I've only seen them once, but I, you could force me to watch those. And the we rest will. can suck a doodle. <laughs> yeah, look, this is one of the ten best cinema experiences of my life. I think it's pipped by Endgame, though. I thought Endgame – a lot of people say Infinity War is a better movie. I would think that, too. But I just loved the payoff of Endgame. <laughs> I really did. Yeah. So much emotion. Cried in the movies with yeah. Endgame. Okay. No, yeah. I, you're not on your own there. A lot yeah. Of, but, yeah, no, I definitely like the first one of those, yeah. final two. Okay. What do you got hit? Well, I, I actually struggled this whole year. I was like, shit, there's nothing really. But the thing that I – the movie that I enjoyed the most was Ready Player One. Yeah, I enjoyed that. I just found it. I just all the, you know, it gets, the pop it gets culture. Bagged. It does. I think it was a great movie. So did I. I really I, enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I did. I really liked it. Like you know, the, when you mentioned The Shining, you yeah. know, and that whole sequence of The yeah. Shining, it was, it was a really, it's really well done, cool movie. And I just, just spotting everything that you yeah. just know. Spielberg crushes it, I reckon. Yeah. So I, I really did like Ready Player One. Yeah, that's a good one. What about you, Dan? You got a hit? Yeah, I, I got two. Um, is this where we do hits or sleepers? Hit now. This is hit. Hit. This is hit. I've got two hit. I got two hits, and they're super down. Like domestic box office sixty two and sixty eight in the US domestic box office. Yeah. Black Klansman. Oh, it's a good and movie. Den of Thieves. Oh, Den of Thieves is my sleeper. 
Yes, I wasn't yes, sure. I yeah, haven't you, seen you're either. Probably right. It's probably a sleeper, <laughs> but really, yeah, Damo, you would like both of those movies. But it, uh, Den of Thieves, especially, it's basically a heat ripoff, but it's excellent, over the top performances. So over the top, right? Um, so over the but, top. But uh, yeah, very, very good. Really enjoyable experience. Uh, nice one. Well, jo- Black Klansman is Spike jo- uh, Spike Lee. It, it, it introduces us to John David Washington, Denzel. That's son. right. Yeah, Denzel's yeah. son, who was uh, he was in Ballers as yes. uh, the quarterback or the whatever wide receiver he was, he was wasn't wide he? Wide receiver, yeah. beg your pardon. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this was his, his breakout role, and uh, he's excellent. Really, really good. Yeah, good. What Adam about Driver, you? Uh, good, good part in it as well. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a really good flick. I would encourage yeah. everyone, not just Strangles, to go and uh, check out Black Klansman. Yeah, it's very, very good. Damo Sleeper. I, I honestly, there was not one movie that I th- wanted to recommend to anyone until I read this one. I thought this is this is even a recommendation for me to check. It's called the Velociraptor, so it's slash Velociraptor combined with a priest. <laughs> so, after losing his parents, a priest travels to China where he inherits a mysterious ability that allows him to turn into a dinosaur. At first, horrified by this new power, a hooker convinces him to use it to fight crime and ninjas. <laughs> That's my recommendation. The Velocipasta. Can you okay? By the next time you are on this, by next week, I, I we, don't know we, where you can find it. You but need to find it. I'll yeah. find. I'll look for it and I'll find it. Yeah, I will find you, <laughs> yeah. and I will kill so you. So that's my sleeper. Okay, that's a good one. Okay, I got a dud. Obviously, my sleeper was Den of Thieves, which is great. Jared Butler, Pablo Shriver, O'Shea Jackson. Great. Watch it. It's, it's hilarious. Have you got a sleeper, Dan? Uh, 2018 was actually a really, once you get out of the top 60, there's actually some incredible movies. So I've got a few. Lady Bird, I thought was absolutely excellent. So, uh, Sasha Ronan and uh, a young Timothy Chalamet, uh, plus the chick from uh, Roseanne, Roseanne's sister. Yes, um, Jackie. Uh, really fucking good movie. Uh, check that out. Um, obviously, uh, Isle of Dogs because we all know that Wes Anderson uh, rules and his skill. It's, um, it's actually one of the watchable, more watchable Wes good. Anderson movies. It's good. Isle of Dogs is really good. Uh, I, Tonya came out in 2018. Also excellent. Oh, yeah. Nancy and, Kerrigan and, and Tonya Harding. Yeah. One last one, and I know that it's only meant to be one, but three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri, which we've already done on the podcast. Five out of five from your 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 man <laughs> in Amsterdam. Uh, you go and fucking see it. Okay, 2018, dud. This was so easy for me. I reckon we might have the same. Holmes and Watson. No, we don't have the same. (laughs) Will Ferrell and John C. Riley, who were born to watch favourites after Step Brothers. This is one of the worst movies ever made. I made about 11 minutes into the movie and turned it off. It's a take on the, you know, Arthur Conan Doyle, Sherlock Holmes. It is abysmal and should be stricken off the record. It's struck. Strike Consider it. it struck. Yes. <laughs> Damo Dud. I, I'm changing the word to most disappointing, and that was Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah, okay. Really disappointed in that. Just I've watched uh, that a couple of times. It's, no. I, I, I wouldn't call it a dud. Yeah. I was just really disappointed that it wasn't as good as it should have been. Yeah, amazing character that they really wasted. Yeah. Ron Howard ended up directing that. Oh, but yeah, just – just, it, to me, it just missed. Yeah, okay. I, I, I didn't mind it, but it, just the letdown. Dan Dud. 
Number 31, Star Wars Episode 8, The Last Jedi, can smoke as many bags of dicks as we can get that into wasn't that the year, fucking was it? back of my youth. Was it? It's, it 's it says uh, in twenty eighteen so maybe it was oh, okay. a carryover. well that, well, that uh, would be mine as well then <laughs> yeah so no because i I would prefer to watch solo demo than um than that absolute drivel. I have not seen it to its conclusion. I think I tried to watch the opening stanza, and uh yeah it's dead to me disney fing Disney have uh, dick fingered that entire franchise be better well done, Matthew. I really like this segment <laughs> excellent, okay, question time. Is Mission Impossible the best franchise around today? Around today, yeah, definitely. Like that's yes, yep. I would say what it do, is. Do, can you give us a couple to choose from? Uh, Indiana Jones, Indiana Star Jones, Wars, is, yeah, Star Wars. They're still fuck. going today. The Marvel, Marvel, crap now. Uh, yeah, DC. There's there's a few. I, I even the Spider Man's. Fuck yeah! Look, I the, think the, bang see for what buck. the spot the, the Spider Man's are probably the have done the best with. Audiences, I guess, would be fair to say. The yeah, def- last couple definitely. of Spider-Mans have They've been, been popular, very yeah. well received. Yeah, yeah, I, I, of course, am not fucking into them, but a lot of people are. Yeah. I, look, I think that if you talk about a franchise that now spans seven movies, and if you took the second one out, which is just a Tom Cruise calendar shoot. Yep, in Sydney. And, and, and in Sydney, yeah. And then and directed by John, John Woo. John, yeah, John, John Woo, yeah. yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah, so if you take the second one out – it's six pretty good movies. Consistent. They're very yeah. consistent. Yeah. yeah. And and actually, because the first one's quite different, directed by Brian De Palma, quite different to the rest of them. It is, yeah. It's more espionage, spy Definitely. work. Yep. Uh, not as much action. Then the second one, they lose their, they lose their way. But they really bring know. it back Tandy, in. Tandy Newton driving that car. She's a yeah. 15 out of 10. Mate, I've got to mm. say, so interesting story. A, a, a good fan of the podcast, Paul, Paul Roger. Great yep. artist living over in WA. He's actually in Mission Impossible 2. So he used to come go. in the video shop. He did a lot of the artwork for the video shop there at Avalon. And he would come in and he's he's actually – I'm actually going to post the photo of him. He took a photo when I bagged – I had bagged Mission Impossible 2 here on the podcast. Took a photo of him in Mission Impossible 2 and sent it to me. Nice. So that's going to go up on the socials. He's a good-looking rooster, Paul. You still are. But, mate, he was in the Spanish sort of villa scene at the start where he meets Tandy Newton in the bathtub. He was in the he was in the extras there. She's a fifteen out of ten in that movie. Yep. Can you can you tell your mate Paul to calm down? It's fucking Roger. There's no Roger, mate. You're Australian. <laughs> he's he's named after the Thesaurus. Yeah. But we should yeah. we should have a meeting of the good looking roosters from Born to Watch and Paul uh, up here on the sunny coast. So just me and you buddy. <laughs> yeah, we can all meet at Morgz's and he'll go to Meatheads. Yeah. <laughs> is Tom Cruise going to die filming a stunt in a movie? <laughs> is that how he's going to die? I think that's the way he wants to die. He he wants he wants to be the Jackie Chan. He wants to be that one that's doing everything. Like it's his mission. Mate, he's incredible. He he's flying helicopters. He's doing the halo jumps. He's um flying jets. He's jumping buildings. He did all of it. I know. And he still wants to, he's 60 61. Yeah. And the question I the question I posed to myself watching Dead Reckoning, is this the end? Because it's part one, part two, right? Yeah. He came out today, I heard an interview today, saying he wants to be making Mission Impossible movies when he's 80. If he's a fit well, we've, 80. Well, we've already seen what that looks like with, yeah, with, with Indiana Jones. Ford. It's and, ridiculous, uh, yeah. It obviously doesn't, uh, doesn't play well with the it audience. It doesn't play so, well. No. But Tom Cruise does look man, incredible looks, for 61. He's obviously been dying his hair for mate, 20 years. He looks better in Dead Reckoning than he does in Fallout. 
Yeah. What do you think it is that he and I do to stay like so youthful? And Damo, you've you've definitely well, you've been sucking on beanies. the same teat. Yeah, I think it's beanies. beanies. Yeah. yeah, I, I think. I, uh, but I was lucky when I was when I remember being twenty one and getting in the movies for a child, which was under fourteen. <laughs> Right. So Brendan, I was always Brendan took you as <laughs> as, yeah. as his kid. Is that something to be proud of? Yeah. Well, it wasn't at that time, but then looking back, when now. I, when I, but because when you when you when you're young, and when I looked like a five year old boy when I was in year twelve, I didn't like it. But now, when you're older, you actually well, appreciate you've, it. You've, and mate, we we have forgotten to wish you a very happy birthday for the weekend. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sunday it's all over. Yeah, yesterday. You've, yeah, you've just had. Uh, is that your fifty fourth? Yeah, it could be. Yeah, well, Mate, you've been around yeah, the look, fucking sun a few times, huh? Right. Jesus. Yeah. He, he, I tell you what, watches doesn't look his age. No. He could still you get would, in as a junior. You would still root him. Not a fucking shadow of a doubt. <laughs> I think his wife would disagree. Yep. Uh, she <laughs> oh, wouldn't. Yeah, she's over it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Is Tom Cruise the biggest movie star that's ever lived? Oh, that's ever lived? Ever lived. I don't know. Oh, uh, in, in our lifetime, I, without question, I think perhaps some of stars of different eras were bigger because they produced more in those eras. I'm thinking your Bogarts and uh, John your Wayne. Gene Kellys and your John Waynes. And, but I, of unquestionable in our era. I mean, Tom Hanks might might uh, might be able to hold a candle to him, but Meryl uh, Streep or someone. He's a, he's a movie star. He's not an actor's actor. They're not picking him up to. He's not. He's not filling his time doing a play in. Uh, no, he's not. In, 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 mm. in um, off Broadway, you know, he's no. he's he's a blockbuster star. And yeah, I think it would be hard to argue, Matthew. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. I think he's he's the biggest in my lifetime, no yeah, doubt, definitely. Okay, last one. Do you think the Scientology weirdo thing still gets in the way? No, I don't even care. Doesn't even affect me at all. Don't don't even think about it. I think he's yeah. I think he's transcended it. It really oh. it gave me the heebie-jeebies for a long time. Yeah, but I don't notice it now. Do not yeah. do not I, do not take I one hundred percent agree, uh, Morgs. Mm. I think he's I think he's transcended it. I yep. think he went through that phase where he jumped on the couch at Oprah. Talked about it a bit oh, too much, and, yeah. and he became that real poster child. And I think mm. he I don't know whether he was given some advice. Or whether he's gone, hang on a minute, and he's just reined it in. Yeah. And I think since he's reined it in, he's just gone to another level. Definitely. Yeah. And just just talk about your movies, mate. Yeah. Just, you know, do what you do. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well done, boys. We're going to move into... The good, the bad, and the ugly. Okay, so good, Dan. What have you got for good for Mission Impossible oh, the, Fallout? The, fuck, the stunts are just ridiculous. I mean, there, there is he, uh, and and I, 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 this is for Tom Cruise and for Christopher McQuarrie because obviously worked together on what he is physically capable of doing and learning to do. But you can't watch this movie and not think of it. What about? Did you see it on a big screen originally? Absolutely. Yeah, it would. Have, I can imagine it would have been just all time on on a big screen. So yeah, I, I certainly finished the movie thinking that was just ridiculous. The the when they're at the shoot 
at the end where the helicopters go down. I was just thinking, oh my who God. thought of this? Mm. Like, what a freaking genius. A wedge so, between the yeah. rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was incredible. But uh, all of the stunts were just uh, of, of the, the pinnacle of stunt work. So, uh, yeah, incredible. Yeah, no, he's a legend. Uh, Damo, what do you got? There's lots of things I did like about it. I like that um, the John Lark stand-in and the Dunnies, that guy, the Asian guy. Yeah. He, he was, was such good. a badass. How good was he? He, was mate, he, he beat them both. Yeah. He, he yeah. actually beat them both. Yeah. He was freaking phenomenal, that bloke. Do you know in that bathroom, I don't know if anyone's got this and listen to this, but that bathroom was specially designed with all soft surfaces. So all yeah. the sinks were soft, yeah, the floor right. was soft, no. everything was a soft surface. Right. Yeah. So when they smashed into things, mm. it was all soft. You're not going to get killed. <laughs> How good is the sound department to be able to, like the Foley guys that do oh, the sound? Yeah, yeah. yeah brilliant. But in that scene alone, it's just brilliant. Yep, it is. I, it, it is a great scene. I really enjoyed to demo the cameo of your leather jacket for old mate that <laughs> Stands in Which, between, um, so that was nice of you to lend them that. No I problems. Thought. And I also <laughs> had a chuckle at as if the four French guys that come in. Oh yeah, when there's when they're three the, dudes yeah, in the gay a cubicle, yeah. and they're yeah, but they're having a go at the three dudes in a cubicle. I don't know if they've been to a bathroom anywhere on earth in the last 10 years, but seeing three pairs of feet in a cubicle isn't that strange. <laughs> no, you, they'd actually be. Concerned if there's only two yeah. legs in a cubicle. Yeah, yeah. especially in France. So, uh, yes. yeah, mm. that, but no, I, I agree. That whole scene, that, that actor that um, was the, was the bad John Lark was awesome. I, I've actually got the bathroom in bad, but for another reason, continue. What do you got, Dave? Um, I just like the way like, Ethan Hunt always finds a way, right? He, he reminds me of the All Blacks. Do you know what, though? What? Unlike, <laughs> yeah, he's a bit like the All Blacks. The, he, yeah. But you know what? what? Whereas in the Ocean's Eleven... Yes. Everything went right. That's right. Every, Shit goes fucking right. south in this movie, yes. and they've got to think on their feet. It's exactly. He's always saying, "I'm working on it." Yeah. Right. And it all and it, it was like just like the All Blacks. You just know that they're going to come out with the goods at the end. They're just going to find a bloody way to to win this. So he reminded me of that. Um, but obviously the score. So we you just talking oh. about the light motif of um, good, the bad, and the ugly. The the Mission Impossible light motif is fantastic. And when you look uh, through all the uh, score, uh, guy uh, Lorne uh, Balfe uh, who did this one, yeah, well, adapted by the original score from. Lalo Schifrin. That's exactly who's right. one of our favourites. <laughs> uh, from 1967. Dirty, Dirty Harry did all the okay. Dirty Harry movies. So all the, all the he scores. He was the Alan Thicke of movies before <laughs> Alan Thicke came along. But they use that same light, light motif, all the all the composers that have done all yes. the scores. So you've got like Danny Elfman then goes to Hans Zimmer, then you've got um, uh, Giacchino, Michael Giacchino, and then now you've got Lorne Balfe. And Lorne Balfe, because when I was listening to it, I thought, my God, this sounds like Hans Zimmer. So I had to look it up. And Lorne Balfe worked for – He's worked a bit with Hans Zimmer. 15 years yeah. worked with Hans Zimmer. So that's yeah. why I could see – I could just hear that um, similar sort of style. But they all use Zimmer? that same oh, – Zimmer? Zimmer. 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 <laughs> but there's Hans Zimmer – the Hans Zimmer one was in um, number two, and that's probably the worst of the scores. But it was because the soundtrack was – it was Metallica, it was Limp Bizkit, it was, it was Godsmack, it was Foo Fighters. But it's such a different movie to the rest of them. It is. And the scores – electric guitar yeah. version of yeah. it but they all use that same light motif but they just play it with different instruments and this one is really heavy on the drums sounds so good yeah it, it's it, i'd have it as my favorite of the of the danny elfman the um michael giacchino yeah. and the hans zimmers this lawn balf one is just phenomenal yeah i love it's it it's a good score yeah There's and no so he's, he's done the two new movies as well yeah he's very good mm. he's very good uh, okay i've got obviously the stunts mm. it's 
like, where do you start? The halo jump. Tom Cruise did the halo jump. The bathroom fight. The Paris chase. He rode the bike. Yeah. Right. And That's the helicopter. when I got a, I got a particularly big fat watching yeah, the motorbike stuff. It was, this is, it was, it was excellent. It was yeah, really and, good. and this is what I'm saying. Like, I think, you know, Dan, if you put down the fact that you don't like blockbusters, there's a lot to like in this movie. Mm, for absolutely, just, absolutely. And absolutely. I think that, like, the helicopter, he, he trained for a year yeah. to fly that helicopter. He trained for a year to do the halo jump. Yeah. Oh. Like, it's the, the commitment that this yeah. guy has. Yeah. It's, well, he doesn't, and, he doesn't drink piss. Well, he, he doesn't do anything. I don't think he well, roots. Then, I don't think he drinks piss. Yeah, can't swear. He's a terrible on-screen swearer. Yeah, he doesn't do anything. No, mm. so he's he literally he's he, got time he, to do this stuff. He, does. he worships the uh, the Battlefield Earth guys, and yeah. he does <laughs> stunt practice. That's his life. So yeah, I, I, the thing I love about Mission Impossible movies is real locations. You know they are where they are on on the planet. Well, well, let me tell you something now to debunk what you've just said. Yep. Because this is in my bad. Apart from the end where the no, helicopter chase? No, France. Not one beret in the whole show. <laughs> Bullshit, it was in France. Bullshit. And the Dunemont didn't yeah. happen in France either. No, not so. one baguette, not one beret. Same with Taken. <laughs> No berries. So I'm calling bullshit. It was filmed in France. Okay. I, well, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll Good call. concede. I'm sure Tom. I will concede. I'm sure Tom wouldn't. Yeah. Uh, I, but but you, you but probably real are locations. Real yes. okay. So the only one is that they actually filmed the end helicopter chase, which is supposed to be Kashmir. In Kashmir, is actually filmed in Denmark or Norway. Uh, Norway and I think a bit in California too. Yeah. But there so, were some mountain ranges. Yeah. I'm just the, fuck that helicopter chase. He's unbelievable. It's wicked. To, it, it was funny getting the commentary from Simon Pegg. Yeah. You know, it, like. Are you I, in a helicopter? What are you doing in a helicopter? I love how their microphones and that work perfectly. Yes. That They can all have a conversation and they just put their finger to their ear yeah, and to indicate, oh, we're talking. It's like podcasting. It, it, it is just incredible. They can just have a full conversation despite the fact their helicopter's the noise yeah. and everything. Just chatting away. Of course. What, you're in the helicopter? Yeah, I'm up here. How'd you get up there? What are you doing? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, I love I love Ilsa. Yeah, I love Rebecca. I think she's a great character through the whole way. She looks good in the bike gear. She she, but she's a great character. You don't know where she sits. No, but they obviously they they are in love. There's obviously that they are in love, but so you don't really e know. Ethan Hunt rooted her in previous installments. Did he? Did he? Well, they don't. There's a there's they sort of the movie before she's in. She's in uh, Rogue, Rogue Nation. Nation. For the first time, and they have a thing, but they—I don't think they've rooted, but they've got no, something. No, but, but Tom's realised that we don't want to see him rooting on screen. I think. I agree. So I'd, yeah, he's definitely—he's just got his formula down. He's—he's uh, mm. he, realised that it just looks weird with it him does. with anything sexual. Yeah, so, yeah. No, that's good. I was just yeah. curious. So because it was obviously there that they alluded to a previous love affair. They in do. This movie, but I was sure else, if that was. Do you know realized. what I really love? I've got two. I've got Tom Cruise running because he's the best. Oh yeah, Carlos. Yep. I love. I love. The really big inflatable boats in Paris. Yeah. Oh right! Oh my yeah. god! Yeah, that were good. Yeah, they, I got a bit of a horn looking at that. <laughs> Simon really? Pegg yeah. driving one, and that would have been sick. Oh yeah, my yeah. god, that would have been amazing. Yeah, yeah that's yep. good. Yeah, what supposedly Paris. Yeah. yeah, what do you what do you got for bad? We're going to start with you, Damo. Well, obviously, I just the Barrows. Yeah, the Barrows. Obviously, it was complicated. The movie was complicated. I was definitely working. Well, hey, who? What? And I probably should have done a rogue, uh, rogue, rogue, nation. rogue nation watch before because I couldn't remember Solomon Lane yes. or Isla or I I I Isla. Uh, what do you what do you say now? Ilsa. Ilsa. 
Fucking hell. Ilsa. Let it go. <laughs> a bit frozen. Yeah, so I just found, uh, yeah, there was just, it got a bit confusing. Um, and Tom Cruise should have died in this movie. Like when he crashed his motorbike. Yeah, that was full on. He should have died. That was full I, on. I don't think, yeah, I, I don't think they could have, um, he, he could have gone straight foot into that car and rolled over the bonnet. Slid on the road and just walked away. Yeah. Did you see yeah. there was a couple of cuts in the stunts? And uh, I was only watching it because I was that impressed that Tom was doing any of them. But there was a dude, a guy that had a slight variation in hairdo to Tom. And there was a couple of quick cuts, which you could see the edit points. And that oh, was right. when it, uh, it changed over to his stunt man. Yeah. So it's, if, you, if you ever watch it again, why the fuck would you? Um, <laughs> you would, you could, you could check for that. That's pretty good. <laughs> no, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Dan, what do you got for bad? I, I touched on it before, the, yeah, and, and Damo's just said it. I mean, it was so detailed and intricate that if you had no idea of the universe and your last your last uh, dealings with Mission Impossible was John Woo and his long cuts and, and uh, pigeons and, and Tandy Newton looking amazing in a car, uh, it was difficult to follow. And the exposition just, oh, my God, it was just awful. The, uh, and we had to have it because we didn't know what the fuck was going on, who was who, and what was happening. So mm. the when they wrote it, they they you know they they get a hundred out of a hundred for the stunt sequences, but piecing it together, a la the story and plot, uh, I just thought was uh, was pretty weak, really, and uh, and the exposition was 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 fairly atrocious. So uh, yeah, that was something that I picked up this morning at uh, Sparrows. <laughs> yeah, I've got to say there is a bit of exposition in this movie. And there's quite a bit of it in the next one as well. Uh, okay, bad. I mentioned the the bathroom. Yeah. Is this a utopian world where no one is pissed on the floor? It at was a, a beautiful white mate, bathroom. Mate, yeah. no one for one, for one. There is no one in that bathroom. There's 20,000 people in the rave. Well, there was when yeah. they first went in. Yeah, there, there were three. Yeah, there were three no people in there. Yeah, then there was no one in there. It is sparkling. I'm expected to see 40 people in there cleaning. I'd be eating in there. Yeah. I would take my meal. That's I'm where you're eating. The crap it's clean. eat. it's yeah. cleaner than the dance floor. Yeah. It's beautiful. Who, right? who is out on the dance floor as well in their suit, cutting shapes, throwing shapes? No and, one's sweating. And not sweating like an absolute pig. Fuck off. Yeah. No way. Yep. No, nah, there would have been that much visible perspiration. It yeah. would have oh. looked like Dan on a winter's morning. Yeah. <laughs> it looked like me pushing the lawnmower. This is nice. it. But i got to say, it was the thing that it annoyed me. I was like, have a go at this bathroom. Dunny. It is beautiful. The be- most beautiful Dunny ever. Ever. Yeah. Ever. It was, like, it was like Prince Charles' toilet. Yeah. It was like in Buckingham Palace. It was just a shiny white. Yeah. Pure white. Everything. It wasn't it, like when you used to clean Leachy's dyer out of the shitters at it, the Time uh, and Tide Hotel. It definitely was not like the Time and Tide. I'll give you the tip. Anyway. So we, it, uh, if we, we weren't always international podcast stars, Matthew and I shared the cleaning duties of our local pub for many years when we were trying to save cash as oh young God. fellas to go on our travels together. Oh, sorry, that was me and Gow. But, uh, yeah, cleaning the diarrhoea of a particular large specimen off the bowls was nothing like where Ethan Hunt likes to no. hang out in shitters. No. No, that's for sure. Okay, Damo, what do you got for ugly? Ugly, ugly. Now, this one is a pretty obvious one. I'm surprised you didn't mention it, Morgs. Um, regarding the nuclear devices depicted in the film, right? So the plutonium cores showed no evidence of a hole for the insertion of tritium gas to boost the efficiency of the reaction. 
So everyone knows that an unboosted plutonium sphere of that diameter would only be capable of producing an, an explosive effect of between 20 and 40 kilo, kilotons, nowhere near uh, achieving a five megaton yield as they claimed. Wow. And it was Couldn't pretty obvious, more. I thought. Couldn't agree more. I was waiting for Doc Brown to turn up in the DeLorean and just yeah. steal the plutonium. I know. Oh, 21 gigawatts! <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm sure plutonium is available every corner store in 1985. <laughs> yes, that was my quote from last week. You, oh, you, did you fantastic. listen? Fantastic. Did listen? No, All right. I did not. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I got one ugly. Morgan's already mentioned it. Ving Rhames's head has its own <laughs> suburb postcode. It's the biggest head in cinema. There's no, and this comes from a guy with a fairly substantial melon. You might get a lookalike this week. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Ving Rhames's head makes mine look like Beetlejuice. Right, when the head shrinks. Uh, okay. I think uh, only only friend of the podcast Alexander Park has a bigger melon than Ving Rhames. So. <laughs> His head only looks so big because his body's yeah, so it's small. It's a body thing. It's a proportion. Yeah, it's thing. proportion. It's proportion. Shout out to you, Mark. It's, it's not too late, mate. Reach out. Reach out. It's too late, mate. Don't bother. Morgz's quick fire. Yes, thank you, F. It's uh, been away for a while, but uh, I don't think Quickfire has changed too much. Well, I hope it wasn't. But first up is Lookalike. Damo just mentioned it. And <laughs> Ving Rhames and Whitey, definitely the albino <laughs> Ving Rhames. But any anyone else that popped out? No, but I don't know if you have heard, but you've actually got a mention in nearly every single week that you haven't been here. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. I have not heard. We have, but, well, uh, hang on. We've changed. We, we have named the... Uh, yes. Let Damo tell you I'll how we've named you, it, what it is. The, the Lookalike, it's the... F. Murray Abraham Carl Morden <laughs> Skexis from the Dark Crystal Morgues lookalike. But you, you, I think the last week you were George McFly, and the week before that you might have been Vince Vaughan and Todd. He's been a few. He's been, yeah, you He's tend, to, you tend, you've, you, you tend to get a run, Dan. You're, 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 you're never far from our thoughts. You're never far from our thoughts. You could be I, a tall Tom Cruise, possibly, in, I, in if well. In, we share a proboscis. We definitely <laughs> yeah, yeah. share. We the proboscis monkey is definitely in our family <laughs> tree. But um, I look. I thought maybe Damo and Simon Pegg. Um, oh, yes, if, that's yeah, a good one. Well, no, I'd say was... more Sloan. Nah, for Simon Pegg. Nah, you're Damo. Okay, Damo. all right. Okay, I'll be Pegg. Oh, the same yeah, no, no, yeah. There's a bit of Sloan in this because Sloan's a pretend. Like he's an actual. You don't have to scratch too far underneath those blonde locks to find the ginger. <laughs> so uh, yeah, or this the could skin. Be He's not going to talk to you. He's not going to talk to me for another six You get to the now. skin first. <laughs> anyway, good lookalikes. Uh, next one, that's not a knife. Michael J. Crocodile Dundee for a scene that's passed over into popular culture. I wouldn't say any of these have, have passed into popular yeah. culture, but my God, they're amazing. So uh, yeah. you guys would, wouldn't disagree? No, I, I would not from this movie, but Mission Impossible is popular culture. Just the theme. The theme. The, 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 the leitmotif is popular culture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Don't disagree. Well, I just think, what else? This message will self-destruct. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In five seconds. Ah, it's in popular man. culture. Yeah. Good fucking Good smackdown. Polite Good smackdown. But it's not from this movie. Yeah. It's not from this movie, but it's from Mission, Mission Impossible, Impossible itself. Yeah, but not. Sure. It's not a Fallout specific. Excellent. Mission works. Impossible definitely has popular culture. That works. Great take, mate. Love it. Uh, next one is Philip Stuckey, Jason Alexander's character in Pretty Woman for the biggest douchebag in the movie. Uh, I mean... No, the, the villains are kind of cartoonish. There's no one really that I mean, anarchy is what you want to achieve. Like, uh, 
yawn. What the <laughs> fuck? Like, that, villain-wise, I, I wasn't overly impressed. I mean, everyone knew that Henry Cavill was going to be the uh, the John the Lark. Baddie. That was, yeah, you, that was super easy to pick. So, yeah, a, bit, a, a little bit bland I don't think he's a dick, though, is he? Yeah, I reckon no, he no, is no, a no, dick. No, no, mm. no, because the, you remember the scene when they did the halo jump? Oh, yep. Right? And so Henry Cavill pushed him, took his oxygen and just jumped out for no yeah. reason. It was like... That was a real dick move. And then for Tom Cruise to save him, swap the oxygen. When he landed and he looked at him and said, oh, you lost your oxygen, yeah. did you? And Tom Cruise, I went, what a dick. Yeah. Like he was a dick in that scene because he was actually on his team at that time. Yeah. And what about the reload in the bathroom? Yeah. The the the, the guns, yeah. the arms. Yeah. yeah. That was pretty funny. Okay. He yeah. looked big though. He's a, you know, some guys wear a shirt buttoned up. And you can just tell there's a good looking a, rooster. A, but like he's got some shoulders yeah. and pecs, he's got some arms he's on Superman, him. Superman, mate. Uh, yeah, you can tell he's he's a bit he of a was, he was actually filming Justice League. He was. Yes, the end and that's it. coming in my listen to this too. Sure. Yes. Is. Yeah. Wasn't Angela isn't Angela Bassett a good looking woman? Yes. Mate, she's aged yep. extremely yep. well. My God. Yeah, gorgeous. Yep. So uh, yep. anyway, side note. Excellent. A cast of Caddyshack for a an actor or entire cast that aren't quite sure tonally what fucking movie they're in. I, I think everyone gets it and everyone's playing along with this. There wasn't anyone really that, that stood out like a sore thumb. I, it was funny you mentioned Alec Baldwin being great in everything. For me, his character, I didn't understand, but I'm sure he's been in other movies. And yeah, He was in the last one sense. or he's been in the last couple. He felt like a poor man's um, who in the Bond films. Uh, the yeah, Ralph Fiennes Ralph, plays. Yeah, M. M. Is it M? Yeah, I th- and I yeah, think that's that who he was. Fantastic, yeah. but he, if he was like meant to be like M, then yeah, sure he got it. Yeah. But it didn't yeah. make a lot of sense to me. But no, I think everyone everyone got I, it. You, I uh, did but, find but, the um, yeah no the Norwegian scientist his his maniacal laugh at the beginning when yeah it was a bit far fetched Blitzer read out his um, manifesto on TV yes. the fake when the fake the out. fake one the laugh just seemed weird to it me bad teeth yeah it reminded yeah. me of the guy laughing in the Shawshank Redemption who confessed that he killed Annie Dufresne's yes. wife yes even at the point uh, where, where, yeah. where I thought is it the same bloke they're not like this is a Norwegian guy and it was years and years apart but had that same sort of laugh it just to me it just seemed bit weird in the movie. Yep. Good call. I'll accept it. Off tone. Fuck off, Norway. Uh, next one, <laughs> Maggie Grace running for the chicken taken who has surpassed our beloved Sigourney Weaver as the shittest athlete in film. Um, I, look, I Isla, Isla, Elsa. Yeah, Ilsa. 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 She's a crap runner, and they she's they a bad did, runner. They did blur the blur the, uh, the the footage when she was running. Tom Cruise obviously the best runner, but no no one was particularly crap. I thought in this no, time. No. She's a think? bad no. runner. That's no, it. no, no. I just thought, but it was it was Tom Cruise being that good a runner that I think is worthy of a mention in this, just for the, an Absolutely. opposite. Yes. Yeah, cannot disagree. He's got and, the Carl um, Lewis hands. The exact yeah. same as Carl Lewis. So I wonder yeah. if he's quick. You, well, that's a good point because you can look really good with all the technique in the world. Yeah, but you can have all the style in the world. He, he, as Laurie Daly mm. would say, has he got good leg speed? Yes. I don't know. Yes. Mm. Good I think, right. I think he'd go okay. Yeah. But it's the stride because everyone tightens up. Your hammies get tighter. My stride used to be like two metres. Now I reckon it's about eight inches. Yeah, about that. Yeah, eight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just, you do, you just tighten up if you don't stretch. Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally that. agree. Yeah. Good take. Uh, Robot Sentries from our beloved Aliens movie, the director's cut, 
that gives us an extra scene that shows the predicament that our space marines are in, therefore opening up the universe just that little bit more. Did we need any more scenes in this film? I would say a resounding fuck no, but I'm open to the, no. the opinions of my fellow No, podcasters. I'm a no as well. No. Yeah. No, no, no. It was the right length. And then finally, Whitey's Brad Pitt for a cast member you would like to root. Yeah, I mean, obviously, <laughs> lots of beautiful people in this particular film. Uh, Whitey, you've, you've, you're a Rebecca Ferguson fan? Yeah, but I'd also, I'd give Vin, uh, Vanessa Kirby, the White Widow, a bit of a crack. Yep, White Widow I'm, for me. Uh, I'm going to say Angela Bassett. I don't know. She, yeah, she, uh, yeah wow. very, but, very yeah, good. Older ladies. She'd probably teach a few things, Dan. She would. Wouldn't be hard. I don't know shit all. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. That was quick fire. Thank you, gents. Okay. Listen to this. And we're going to start with you, Damo. What do you got? Well, this is this movie is the reason for Henry Cavill's CGI face in Justice League. Yes. Because he had to keep his moustache and had that stupid CGI where he's it's mouth. so bad. It just looked horrible. God, it's bad. It did. It looked ridiculous. Made, um, a, made a bad movie awful. Dan, you got anything for listen to this? No, I only knew about the uh, the, the, the shitter scene that um, I, I meant to do it in a day's shoot and it took four weeks to do that. It was so that interesting. Fight that fight scene um, was four weeks. Yeah. Four wow. weeks of filming. So, uh, yeah, amazing. And it, 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 well, it was a good like it is. It re- The result was awesome, yeah. Imagine going to work every day for four weeks, though, and, and having to block that out and film that. It's a nice it toilet, get though. a little boring. Very good shit. I wonder if it was functioning. So if you could just go and do your business and then get back into uh, Get Ving yeah, Rames. Go and take a, get, check that end he'd cubicle out. Mate. He'd, he'd bring the thunder, old Ving Rames. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you tell if it's a good toilet. Ving, come in here. Come on, Had Ving. a burrito last night? Good. Check that cubicle out. <laughs> Oh, dear me. So we, we've waxed lyrical about the stunts. Yep. And especially the halo jump. But we forget the cameraman has to make that jump as well. Oh, we do. So the cameraman jumped off first backwards. Oh. And he had to work with Tom Cruise for so long to get that right. Shit. Right? So he jumped out of that plane with a 20-pound camera strapped to his helmet with an IMAX lens on it, never wow. before done. Wowzers. And it was a, there was a special device created that would auto-adjust the focus by calculating the distance between the stuntman and Tom Cruise. Yeah. So we're talking like high-level shit here. Bloody oath. Like IMF we, stuff. Yeah, that's about to right, say. IMF yeah. stuff. So we often think how great Tom Cruise is, but the, the, the Cameron the guy team. just as good, right? Yeah, you're right. If not better. The team. Yeah, well, it's the cameraman. You must have been Chuck Norris. <laughs> Might have Who been. else could have done it? So the halo sequence was 7Ks, 25,000 feet, travelling speeds God, of 265 to 320 kilometres an hour. Oh, maximum terminal velocity. So, <laughs> Charlie yes. Sheen. Bloody hell. It was the first stunt designed in the movie and required a full year of planning. So what's Halo stand for? High altitude, high altitude, low, low oxygen. Yeah. Low oxygen, got it. Yeah. Okay. So the crew, they only had a limited time each day, three minutes during the day to film the jump because wow. they wanted to film it at the golden hour mm. to get the lighting right so that they could still have enough light to see Tom Cruise, but it'd be dark enough to see the lights of, of Paris. Right? Yeah. Yes. 
Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. coming in. Yep. Mate, this thing was just incredible. He did 106 jumps, Tom Cruise. Well, this to is what he, this he, stunt. He should have died. I mean, seriously, should have died. with that sort of run rate for jumps from that height. God. Yeah. You know how so, you, you, you hear some budgets of films and you think, where the fuck did they spend 40 yeah, there minutes? There you go. Like, yeah. But with this one, 150, 60, whatever it was, you're like, yeah, I get it. That was that. That seems right. Yeah. So some of the cast members would turn up and watch this and just be like blown away by it. Yeah. Simon Pegg said <laughs> he thought they thought on several times that Cruz was going to die. Yeah, yeah. Right. And he says, and and this is I quote Simon Pegg: "It is a daily stress going to work with him because you don't know if you're going to see him tomorrow." That's right. Mate, yeah. One day. They're not going to see him tomorrow. No. The parachute's yeah. not going to open. Yeah. Something's going to go wrong. Yep. Yep. Oh, Lunatic. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Like Lunatic. you just keep keep playing like that. Something. Yeah. Um, well, I, I've got the one too. I, and I thought you might have mentioned You did mention it in the opening intro, but he broke his ankle when he did that that jump from that roof to the next roof. Yep. Landed, broke his ankle, got up and started running, running. because he didn't want to have to do it again. He, he knew he'd done something, but he thought he'd just keep going on the You can shot. see him limping in he, the shot. And he really hobbles away. Yeah. And then he spent three weeks getting better, and then he went and did those running shots after that. Yeah, crazy. Like, man. He, he took him six weeks to recover. Okay, yeah. So he, did, he went into this intense, like, recovery. Like those, those hyperbaric Mate. chambers or whatever. To and get they that, said yeah. that there's doctors were saying that he should never – he may never run again. Well, geez. And in wow. six weeks, he's doing what he did. Yeah. Lunatic. Yeah. Absolute lunatic. Yep. And uh, Rebecca Ferguson was seven months pregnant by the time it was finished being yeah. filmed. No. So, because of the extended, um, obviously, with that, with, yeah, with the broken ankle waiting. So, yeah. But when filming Keep it was wrapped, in your pants, Beck. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, you know, obviously, all, most of the scenes are all filmed where she's full body shots, like, yeah. and on the motorbikes and all that. But, yeah. Good sort. Yep. Lucky husband. Yep. So what about the Paris chase scenes involves 70 cars oh. and stuntmen to avoid Tom Cruise, who was riding his motorcycle against the traffic without a helmet at extremely high speeds. So a lot of the stunts that people do in movies are done at slow speed and sped up. Right. right? So they might be they might be going at like 25 Ks. It looks like they're doing 150, right? Yep. He's going at 150 k's. This guy, he's crazy. He's he's a lunatic. He is Jackie Chan. Yeah. He's trying to. That that was the of all of the stunt scenes. I like. I get the halo. How incredible it was. But it, we, we all know how to ride a scooter or a motorbike. Or that was the one where I could think, fuck that. Like he, he yeah. that's not for a mortal actor to be doing. That's a that's a strain a trained stuntman that needs to be taking those risks. And I, I was just in awe of that whole sequence. It was yeah. incredible. Mate, he does a stunt in Dead Reckoning. Where he's in a one of those little yellow beetle sort of cars, not a VW beetle, but a little yellow car. And he goes down the steps in Rome and he does this 360 turn that he does. He yeah. comes down the stairs, flips the car 360, puts the handbrake on, and then zooms off. Cold trickle. Mate, he's incredible. Keanu yeah. Reeves does that in the in the Wick films as well. Like it's just they be they're becoming so Adept at what was just Mate. a normally a, a, a walled off stunt stuntman's craft. So um, I but use the actors are sticking their hand up and saying, "No, fuck that! I want to make I mean, this realistic." I'll I, use I John Wick Four as an example, Dan, because in John Wick Four, they uh, he's riding, he's in Paris as well, and he's riding yeah. around the Arc de Triomphe, yep. like what they are in this movie here. The speeds he's going is nowhere near the speeds as no. what 
Tom Cruise is, and all the cars are padded, and everything's all padded. The roads padded that John Wick's doing like this. They're going so fast in these stunts that you can't pad the road. You can't pad the cars. Like this is if a split second and he's dead. Yep, he's he's very good on a motorcycle. Yeah, he's very good. He's very good. It's the first movie where an F word was used. Who said it? Walker says it. Oh, I did. Walker yeah. says it. Pretty well, full on. You're allowed one, aren't you, to retain your PG? I think so. Yes. Yep. yep. So Henry Cavill was born the same year Tom Cruise starred in Risky Business. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Not in 83. I got an even better one than that. So do you remember when Ethan Hunt asks him, is that clear? And Walker says, crystal. Yeah. It's the same reply that Tom Cruise said to... Colonel Jessup in A Few Good Men. Yeah. Right. How right, says Danny McCaffrey. How good is that? Right. So good. Got anything else? No. Okay. That's enough. Let's move into quotables. Look, there's not a heap of quotes, to be honest. No. Uh, I'm sure Dan's got none. I really liked, and I don't normally oh, play go. in this segment, but, yeah, I, I think he, um, he used a turn of phrase which I would like to adopt which was a play on we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But he, uh, Ethan Hunt says, well, we'll burn that bridge when we get to it. So, oh, right. Which I thought was clever. And, uh, yeah, well done, Mr. Macquarie, for getting that one in there very on turn. Yeah, there's one that you mentioned briefly before where August Walker go, hope is not a strategy. And Ilsa says, you must be new. Yeah, <laughs> that was good too. I did enjoy that. Yeah. <laughs> and I also like uh, Angela Bassett, Erica Sloan. You use a scalpel, I prefer a hammer. Right, with Walker. Well, actually, and also with Angela Bassett, the one that I like, IMF is Halloween now, a bunch of grown men in rubber masks playing trick-or-treat. Yes. Just like, it was a bit of a burn. It was a burn. She was harsh. Yeah. Can't trust harsh, her. Harsh, but so hot. <laughs> the last one I've got, Benji, Simon Pegg, when he's got uh, when he's got the baddie in the, in the seat, in the chair, and he's just about to... Uh, Jabbing with the syringe, and he says, "Let me just assure you, this won't hurt enough." enough. Yes, <laughs> yes, very good. Okay, I think that's enough for quotables. <laughs> Film school for Fwits. Take yes, it away, Dan. fellow Fwits. It's good to be back in the learned chair to uh, learn you people a bit about film. Now, I, I thought I'd just I'd ease myself back in. We could have talked a lot about the, the technical production in this film as we, we've waxed on about the stunts and some of the, uh, the the ways that the $160 million was spent to actually bring it to, uh, to celluloid. But I thought instead I would rip off a very popular TikTok slash Instagram content piece at the moment where you put a hot chick or bloke and they ask you with by the microphone whether you want to smash or pass. Smash right. being root them or pass being not root them. So I thought we would actually bundle <laughs> our Tom Cruise into decades and uh, – Ask the team if they would smash or pass based on the uh, validity of the films, his performances, his his general weirdness at the time. Because uh, we've touched <laughs> on how he dolls up and down the Scientology uh, throughout the years. So yeah, look, I'm not going to. We're not going to go chronologically either because that would be a little boring. So I'm going to start off with 1990s Tom Cruise. So now here are the the films from 1990s Tom Cruise. We kicked off 1990 with. Days of Thunder, 
far and away, a few good men, the firm, interview with the vampire, Mission Impossible, the original, Jerry Maguire, Eyes Wide Shut, and finishing off with Magnolia. So take a look at the the breadth of films there. Now, Mm. is he a smash or pass? It's a difficult one because individual films, certainly smashable, but I would argue that the 90s were probably not Tommy's uh, absolute standout hater. What do you guys think? Well, uh, Jerry Maguire is in my top five Tom Cruises. Yeah, and I reckon everyone, Eyes, everyone Wide, Eyes yep. Wide Shut is right up there too with me. I love that. That doesn't I surprise me. That. Yeah. No, that, that doesn't surprise that's me. It's a great movie. This guy's he's and then, some fucked up but then, and shit. I don't know. Maybe, yeah, that's probably those two are the standouts in the 90s. So he should have Mag- won, won an Academy Award for Magnolia. Okay. He 100% should have won an uh, Academy Award for Magnolia. Uh, all right. Well, I, I'm feeling a bit smashable from you two. Yeah, I'm, I'm smashing. Well, it's got a few okay. good men. I didn't mind Days of Thunder. And I didn't mind A Few Good Men. A Few Good Men. I watched that again the other night. I reckon I've seen that movie a hundred times. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that one, Matthew. I, I, I oh. do like A Few Good Men. So, okay. I, th- I think we're, th- what, three smashes? Three smashes. Yeah, yeah. Take yeah. that, Tom Cruise. Take it all, you it, bitch. It, even there we his, go. Even his lesser decades is still good. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to look at a lesser Let's decade see. now. So we're into the noughties, so the 2000s. Um, Damo, you would have been cutting sick in the 2000s. What, late 40s? Just in your oh, prime. come on. <laughs> was it the Olympics, mate? <laughs> Watching anyway, t- 2000s, uh, Tom Cruise kicking off with Vanilla Sky, Inter Minority Report, Austin Powers in Gold Member for a cameo, <laughs> The good. Last Samurai, Collateral with... Uh, Jamie Foxx. Jamie Foxx. There we go. Looks blonde hair. War yeah. of the Worlds. Mission Impossible 3 Yawn. Lions for Lambs. Tropic Thunder and oh, Valkyrie. So 2000s Tom Cruise. Mm, couple, couple of big misses in there. Couple of big hit. Les Grossman. Tropic Thunder alone. Tropic Thunder alone makes it a smash. We've spoken it, yeah. a lot about. Now, he was very scientology in yeah, he the, was. the in the noughties back too, so we're we're weighing up this weird fucker uh, against some some miss roles that we're not used to seeing. But you've got to say he's taking some risk with with his choice of content. He's not going with just the standout uh, the the blockbusters of the time. He's having a go. So Vanilla Sky is a shit movie, um, shit. I, and I like Cameron Crowe a lot, and and that was just a crap movie. Minority Report it's quite good. I don't yeah, mind that at all. Yep. It's pretty good. Um, Last Samurai is entertaining. It's not bad. Uh, yep. Yeah. Collateral, I like. So, Great War of the Worlds was a miss. Man. Mission Impossible can eat a dick. Um, Lions for Lambs. Tropic Thunder. Look, I'm probably going to have to say Smash again. Yeah, I'm smashing. It's a definite Smash. Mate, Mission Impossible 3 has got Philip Seymour Hoffman as the bad. Yeah, Davian. It's a very, it's directed by J.J. Abrams. It's a great movie. It's it's all. No, I, I really like it. It's the rabbit's foot. It is the rabbit's foot. Yeah. I really like it. I think. It's 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 a good movie. Yeah. I, I'm happy with it. I didn't yeah. love it, but I like the one after it better. That's the yeah the for sure. One. But um, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. yeah. So also he's he's a bit of a Spielberg musy. So he's got Minority, minority Port War of the Worlds. I really like War of the Worlds too. I think yeah, Tim I Robbins. Yep. Tim Robbins is psychopath in the in the oh, cellar. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's right. amazing. Yeah. So it's, I had we had the double album of that War of the Worlds when we were oh, kids. Oh, uh, yeah. Jeff, Jeff Wayne. Jeff Wayne. Oh, the, the music. Chances of anything coming from Mars are a million to one. Mm. They said, wow. like, yeah, uh, that was uh, on repeat at the Morgan household. 
uh, and, and scared the shit out of me, I've got to say. So it was, uh, yeah, that that that's definitely my take on War of the Worlds. But I can't, I'm, look, it's smash, smash to start with. Smash, so definitely smash. He's yep. doing well. He's he's overcoming his Scientology and and a couple of duds. So well done. We're going to move, keep moving into the 2010s. So couple of absolute stinkers in here. So kicking off with Night and Day with Cameron Diaz. Can uh, we stop there for a second? Can we stop you there? You do like that, don't you? I do like that. Yeah. I watched that on Saturday night wow. with you Megan and Bill. You did Megan not. had not seen it before. Wow. And and Isabel is a big Tom Cruise fan. She's, <laughs> she's in love with Tom Cruise. Okay. She thinks he's hot. <laughs> Right. All right. <laughs> and and this is the movie 2010. This is the he he does all the stunt riding in this again. There's an amazing motorcycle chase again in Spain. This is a pretty fun movie. This is him not taking himself too seriously. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. Yep. I I'll go to war for night and day. Yep. Okay. That's a hot take. There you go. Did not yep. get that coming. Mission yep. Impossible, Ghost Protocol, whatever. Yeah, Rock of Ages. Perhaps the most oh. miscast. Role of his not entire good. career, yeah. not good. Not good. Tom Great Cruise. soundtrack, though. Great soundtrack. Excellent. Look, it could have been. And Jennifer Aniston is awful in that as well. No, that's no. Am that's I confusing Mark it with the rock star ones? Which is Mark Wahlberg, rock star. Who's the female lead in Rock of Ages? Because oh, she's also the, um, awful. The the, the blonde um, Adam Watchman. Oh, Marlon Ackerman. Marlon Ackerman. But that's yeah. it. Yeah, and she's terrible. She plays and, the reporter. And, yeah, she's the reporter, she's... not the, not the the girl that sings. Oh, the uh, girl is Juliana Hoff. Yeah, that's it. Yes, she's yes. from. No, uh, I meant, got I meant Mar- yeah. Marlene. Marlene. Marlene, Marlene, Marlene Ackerman. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So Jack Reacher, Oblivion, Good. Edge Good. of Tomorrow, Excellent. another Mission Impossible yawn, another Jack Reacher, The Mummy. Oh my God! But yeah, then he actually he comes back pretty strong. American Made. Yeah, that's pretty good. Interesting film. And then uh, this one, Fallout in 2018. So, smash. Ooh, okay. It's, <laughs> it's smash. Okay. You definitely I, stick I think, him. Yeah, The Oblivion and Edge of Tomorrow are two super good movies. I like them both. I love them. Well, right. Joseph Kaczynski uh, directed Oblivion. I really like that. I watched that probably three weeks ago. Yeah. Again, I've probably seen it about three or four times now. Yeah. Oh, that's a demo. That's yeah. A, that's yeah. A, Far that's out. That's a gal yeah. 30. Yeah. Yeah. So. yeah. All right, definitely. well, look, he's, he's, he's going to need a rest because he's getting absolutely smashed up at the moment, Tom yeah, Cruise. Definitely. But look, let, let's go back to where it all began, so the 1980s. Smash. I mean, look, we, we can't argue here, but let's just go through the filmography anyway. Please do. He kicked off with Endless Love, Ugh. Into Taps, then oh, yeah. The Outsiders, Losing It. I can't say I've ever seen Losing It. Uh, no. Why do you may have seen oh, that? I haven't seen much. Losing It, I must no. say. But then into Risky Business, All the Right Moves, Legend, Top Gun, oh, yeah. The Color of Money, oh, Cocktail, Rain Man, oh. Born on the Fourth of July. I mean, uh, absolutely smashed up. Yeah, I, yeah. Stop. What did you just say? Aruba, Brian Brown. I had the soundtrack to Cocktail. We talked about this. We talked about this as in in Indiana Jones last week, and I swear I said Indiana Jones Five. Cocktail. It is ridiculous. It's awesome. Indiana Jones Five. Is the Beach Boys cocktail? That's what it is. <laughs> Kokomo. It's the Beach Boys Kokomo. Hey, Kokomo. I, Kokomo I, yes. The Beach Boys song with John Stamos on drums is fucking <laughs> terrible. That's it, Kokomo. But still the movie, the movie is fantastic. Oh, Damo, wash your mouth. Shoebox. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's fair to say that we would all smash up. Yes. Yeah. 1980s Tom Cruise. Look, it only leaves us 
with the 2020s. And oh, come I, off. He's got Maverick, yeah. 2022, Top Gun Maverick, the absolute surprise packet. We were all shit scared that we <sighs> was going to fuck up one of our favourite movies of all times. He crushed it. Absolutely crushed it. And brought everyone back to the cinema. And then he hasn't done anything since except these new Mission Impossible, um, the, the dog's bollocks. And this the dog, will do the same. You'll love two, Dead so. Reckoning. This Dead, will do the same. Dead Reckoning is going to blow yeah. everyone away. Yeah. I can't look. I, I, I don't think I'll see either of them but for Top Gun Maverick I'm going to give him a smash that's five decades of smashing yeah yes pretty good yeah well done Tom Cruise extremely smashable uh had your weirdo times but you you were able to 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 uh, overcome them so uh, we love you well done yep. well done boys thank you well yep. done Dan a great film school for Fwits there but I've got to say it's going to take a back seat oh yeah we've got something special all the way from Redland Bay Damo Giles, Stan Bush, Kick-Ass, a credit song. Not an easy movie for it, but I've got to say, you're a lyricist. I've I've brought the goods, I think, with my two previous. You have. You've been standouts. Taken and... um Wedding Crashes Morgs, did you get did you listen to Ice My Balls I and did, Spit Up Blood? I, I, I played it for him in Bali. No, I played sorry, it for did, you in yeah, Bali. I did, I did listen to the song. That was all I got on <laughs> that a, episode. But it, it was, was a excellent. love songs by request type, you know, it was a romantic one. Yeah. You have definitely brought a complete a different dimension to uh, the kick ass <laughs> credit song. So yeah. well done, young man. So this new one, I've I've moved away from the um the ballad. Um and I've gone to this is sort of a song that you'd hear on Lincoln Park's Meteora. Sort of that rock rap hybrid, new oh metal, new metal. Yeah, oh it's kind of you know, it's it's what's what I think. You'd probably it would be on it would be on that album. R.I.P. Chester. Okay, Damo Giles. I got to just get my uh, yeah. I think I've got it. I think I've got it. Do I need to uh, Richard Mercy you in again? <laughs> well, it might not be on Love Songs by request this one, but this uh, might be. You, you can do it. Yeah, go for this it. This might Damien. be like Howard Stern. Damien, Damien, tell Tom how much you love him. <laughs> <laughs> what does he mean to you? Damien Giles, all the way from Vicky Point. He's got a new metal song for his fun, true love. Ethan Hunt, <laughs> take it away. Thank you. Okay, this song is called Mission Possible. Oh, yeah. excellent. Your mission, should you choose to accept it, stop the apostles from getting plutonium, go to the Darnies and turn into John Locke. White Widow don't know him, that's pretty convenient. Break out lane captured by the John Dams. You need him for trading the nuclear arms. Tracking device leads to a village in Kashmir. Inspect the nukes like performing a pap smear. Whoa, stop the bombs anyway. This message will self-destruct in five seconds. This message will self-destruct in five seconds. This message will self-destruct in five seconds. Whoa, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. I think think it was a 10 for lyrics. I think it's, it's... 
you're, you're, I don't. Was that how you practiced it in your mind? It's a little bit different. I think it came out I, a little I bit think, different. I think you phrased it somewhat differently than you wrote it. But uh, I, I've got to give you ten out of ten. As a, mm. a, you are the Bernie Torpen of, uh, of of this particular Thanks. podcast, and it used to be the G wow. Man, but mm. the odd, uh, odd C is over in China, uh, bowing down to our new overlords. So uh, <laughs> you are the new one. Fantastic. Well done, mate. Absolutely yeah, outstanding. Thanks. I've got to say, I've never heard a song with uh, Pap Smear in it. <laughs> well, it it's, rhymed with cashmere, so it did. It certainly did. It's one of the only words that does. Okay, star of the show. We're going to start with you up there on the land, Dan. Who's your star of the show? Uh, I'm going to give it to Christopher McQuarrie, just because I think that obviously Tom Cruise, uh, you could you could give it to every day of the week uh, and twice on Sunday, but I just think that the fact that Tom Cruise trusts this guy so much and has been pretty much his entire filmography of the last 15 years has, has been with Christopher McQuarrie just shows what a genius this guy is but to bring us the usual suspects and also Mission Impossible Fallout I think just is the mark of, of an incredible screenwriter and craftsman so as, uh, as, a, as a screenwriter myself I just have to tip my lid to a colleague and, and say well done my friend. Well yeah absolutely. Damo what about you? I'm going for the action sequences like the, the motorbike chase through Supposedly, France, Paris, there ah, Paris, the Arc de Triomphe. Yeah, like, but that sort of stuff. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. All those stunts, and it's they obviously spent a lot of time, and and it's documented how long they do take in getting these stunts right. So that they were definitely the stars of the show. Okay, I'm going with the fearless leader, Ethan Hunt, Tom Cruise. The guy has got balls bigger than most bulls. Yeah, yeah. and he hangs them out there on the line yep. the whole movie. <laughs> The fact that he does all this stuff himself, he sets the bar so high and it, it, it's just so good to see a movie where you can look at the star and see that he's doing the stunts. Yep. Makes a huge difference. Well done, Thomas. Keep making Can't movies argue. until you're 80. Can't argue. Okay. Can't argue. Interesting to get some thoughts on Dan for this one. We're going to head into the rank bank. This is an interesting one. It is a huge blockbuster, Mission Impossible. So what we've got... I'd be interested to get a bit of feedback here as well. We've got uh, Choice Tonight at Broken Ankles, mm-hmm. Expositions, Halo Jumps, yeah, Extremely Clean Bathrooms. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Halloween Masks. Yeah. That's really all I've got. Yeah, I, I haven't got any either. I, I don't mind the bathrooms because that was a bit of a highlight for me, just seeing how beautiful they were. Yeah, I, I'm all right with extremely clean extremely bathrooms. Extremely clean bathrooms. Okay. Now, we're going to start with you up on the land, Dan. How many you know, extremely clean bathrooms are you giving Mission Impossible Fallout? Look, if you'd asked ask me at 7 o'clock this morning, it would have been a fucking two. I just I didn't dig on it. I didn't get it. But you two, over the course of this podcast, have have really allowed me to reappraise the uh, the some of the uh, the the obvious gifts of this particular film, and, and definitely the stunts, and definitely the whole viewing experience. So I'm going to give it another point five, and uh, it's two and <laughs> 2. a half. Two point five. Two and a half for me. So uh, there you yeah, go. You wow. got it up to a fifty percent for for mine. But um, yeah, not look, not really my cup of tea. But um, can definitely appreciate the craft. Fair enough. Well done, Damo. What do you got? Yeah, look, I like the Mission Impossible movies, but I don't love the Mission Impossible movies. And but I I think they're probably getting better. Maybe I agree. So I, I 
Look, I found it – I couldn't remember too much of Rogue Nation or the the one before. I just didn't remember them as what I can remember other movies. But but I still think it's a bloody good movie. I don't love it, but I'll give it three and a half uh, very clean bathrooms or extremely clean bathrooms. Okay. Sounds good. I love this movie. I think it's a, it's one of the best action movies of all time. I agree. I think the movies are getting better. I think that Fallout is the best Mission Impossible movie to date, if we don't take into account Dead Reckoning. Dead Reckoning is very good too. I'm giving this four and a half. Okay. Wow. Right? I really love this movie. But I'm just thinking too, I mean, I suffered a bit of a confusion and I'm thinking the more you see it, it all makes perfect sense. Yes. Because I, I definitely, I definitely, the confusion sort of um, threw me back a little bit, I reckon. You think so? It, for me, yeah. I was like, what? How come they're shooting them now? Who are they? And I, I did sort of, yeah, I just didn't follow along as good as I should. And I'm sure there's lots of um, clues in there that I should have been able to pick up, but I didn't. Okay. Look, this has happened very quickly because I'm in charge of this now. So Mission Impossible Fallout, 3.5 extremely clean bathrooms. Now, that sits in position... 40 on the list. Wow. Which, actually, 39 on the list. Yeah, that's heaps better. 3.9, uh, <laughs> 3.5. It is tied with The Wedding Crashes, The Raid, and Tombstone. Right. Huckleberries, Fridge Bombs, and Stage 5 Clingers. Yep. It is just below Major League at 3.58 Pissed on Contracts. Yeah. And it is above... Catch Me If You Can at 3.42 Butter Churning Mice. So it's sitting essentially right in the middle. It's still a – it's not the middle in terms of scores, but it's in the middle of terms of the uh, the catalogue because three and a half out of five, seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. Yeah. It's pretty good. Yeah. It's a good score. It's 7.7 .7 yeah. on IMDb. We're not far – we're usually not far away. No, yeah. I think if, you know, and if Morgs – Well. Yeah. If he could get, get, get out of his sort of uppity – yeah, insider well, you, sort of view. We come off the high of watching Lost in Translation, you know. It's so, hard. Yeah. It's hard to go from the from the euphoric high of, of a movie that really gets the adrenaline pumping. I, know. I would have preferred like, the like, other. I, I need everything to slow the fuck down. Oh, there was too much action. Yeah. I need. I just need a bit more moodiness uh, and, and tonally. I need a, a little bit more angst. A bit of ennui, if you like. Less of okay. this fucking action. So, uh, yeah, yeah okay. anyway, call it like it's it. Well, that so if that movie went for two hours, so you had a sixty-one hour flight. So then, I would have pr probably preferred to have the fifty-nine hours of flight and possibly even watch that two-hour movie. <laughs> I would have, I would have actually preferred to have watched the movie Flight, which is about a plane crash yeah. on my plane flight. Yep. Rather than watch Lost in Translation. Yeah. Do you know what I did watch? I watched quite a few Afterlifes. Yes. Oh, caught yeah. up on that. The the Great Gervais show. bit. Great yeah, really, show. really good. Uh, listen to a lot of podcasts, not ours, but uh, other That's podcasts. That's a shame. That's terrible. Like That's a my shame. friend, Matty Morris's Zero Limits podcast. He's an Australian uh, ex-serviceman uh, ex that does a podcast out of Newcastle. He's fantastic. So, F-wits, when you're sick of listening to us, check him out. But, yeah, couldn't uh, – and do you know what? It was more about the, the lack of – films that I was interested in on a certain airline of the Middle East who I won't name because I might Fair get uh, Jamal Koshe Koshegade, uh if I, if I <laughs> Jamal Koshegade, so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Koshegade. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, anyway, move on. Okay, look, if you loved Mission Impossible Fallout, 
What are you going to watch? Dan, you mentioned Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, I, I stand by that. Edge of Tomorrow I love. So uh, same same team that brought you this, but uh, just really enjoyable, clever, interesting flick. You don't need tons of exposition to, to work out what's going on. Uh, just, a, just a really interesting movie. And if you haven't seen it, go and see it tomorrow. Fuck wits, because you'll love it. It is a great movie. Damo, what about you? Well, I've kept with Spies. I'm going for Spies Like Us. <laughs> Chevy Chase and uh, Dan Aykroyd go to Russia. They go to bloody – they go all around the world like the MI Mission Impossible team. Yeah. And they wear proper Russian gear. They do. Those big – Look at the hats. The, the big fur hat. Babushka the big, hats, whatever they're called. So, so, that, so, yeah, it's probably a bit more accurate. Oh, this... And Vanessa Angel at that nuclear launch site, yeah. and she Ooh. comes out of the uh, the tent in her undies. Oh, yeah. It's just honestly, it's one of the best scenes yeah. ever. Yeah, absolutely, excellent okay. choice. Okay, I'm I'm sticking with Spies. 2001's Tony Scott directed Spy Game. Oh, right, the Brad Pitt, starring one. Brad Pitt and also Robert Redford. Retiring CIA agent oh, Nathan Muir recalls his training flick. of Tom yeah. Bishop yeah, yeah, yeah. while working against agency politics to free him from his Chinese captors. It's great. What made you yeah. think of that? What made you think I don't know. Of that? I, just, I was thinking about – I wanted more left-of-center spy movies. Yeah, okay. Uh, and and it's, it's Tony Scott. It's great. I really enjoy yeah, it. I, I watch this quite movie. often. Once a year. Uh, it's really we'll, – we'll cover it on Born to Watch at some stage. Looking like Damo won't be involved in that one by the look on his face. No, I, I, no, I think I've seen it once, and I think I liked it. <laughs> That's a six. Yeah. That's a six for Damo. Okay, great episode, gentlemen. It's great to have you back in the panic room or online with us, Dan. It's, you've been sorely missed after your sabbatical. Good to be back. Nice one, boys. Dan will be taking another week off to recharge the batteries, and it'll be – the Gow Man will be back from his trip. Damo will be with me, and next week – I've forgotten already. There's a bomb on the bus. Oh, right. Yes. Sandra Bullock. Yes. I don't think what we've done it. Quiz. What the, what the <laughs> fucking fuck? You guys make me do Mission Impossible Fallout and then you do Sick Titties fucking Speed. This is ridiculous. We have got a lot of good movies lined up for you and coming up, Daniel. You know that. I've just been through the list with you. Yep. And uh, there's a lot of good movies we're saving for you. You can't do all the good movies, Dan, because you're only doing every second week. Yeah, that's true. So... Next week, it'll be Speed. Looking forward to that. Have we done a Keanu movie yet? I don't think we have. Uh, no. I don't think I we've don't done know. a Keanu movie, which is pretty cool. We'll do our first Keanu movie. Yeah. It's a good one to start it's a, on. It's a great one. Yeah. Jackson Shelf up. Well done, boys. Mm. Yeah. Dennis, yep. Dennis Hopper, Sandra yep. Bullock. Yep. Jeff Daniels. Yes. That's right. Great movie. Yeah. Till realistic. Then, very realistic. <laughs> Till next week, watchers, keep up your homework. Keep yep. posting on the socials. Give us a review, please. Give us a review on Apple or on Spotify. It really helps for us to grow the show. Gets it out there to more people. Damo. Just um quick one too for any watchers. We are we are planning a Born to Watch karaoke night. So um Not to be missed. It's not not to be missed. It'll have all of us there singing and uh, you know, if you're around, you're welcome to come as well. So it's gonna be in October. Yeah, October, the weekend after the grand final will be like a Saturday night. And if you're coming up from the Gold Coast, we might try and organise like a, a bus or something. We'll organise something. But it, but it is, we'll be at my house with the stage, with the uh, smoke machine, the lights. You haven't been to a party till you've been to one of Damo's karaoke parties. Yep, it'll, it'll, be, it'll be on. So, um, and uh, we'll, we'll keep people. More um, news to come. Yeah, for Stay sure. Stay tuned. Yep. It's been a pleasure. Thank you, Daniel. 
Well done. Thank you, Jen. Speak soon. Okay. Thank you, Damien. No problems. Let's um let's hit the showers. Let's hit the showers. Liquid soap for you now. Yep, thank you. We'll leave we'll leave the cake outside. That cake it will be for the team tomorrow and they will go, holy crap, look at that work of art. They will. They will they'll know. Well look at that's Richard Greco. Yeah, that's Richard Greco. Yeah. Did um Pablo Picasso paint that? And on that note, yeah. all right. It's bye for now. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of Born to Watch. To join us on our journey into some of our favourite movies of all time, you can find us on all good podcast networks like Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you like what you hear, give us a five-star review and share with your friends.